Hello, everyone. Do clothes make the person? Does what you wear, how you sit, where you stand matter? On two lines today, Hala and I are going to dive deep. Good morning, Hala. How are you? Good morning, Charlene. Really good. I'm so glad to be speaking with you. I love how you're on one side of the country and I'm on the other. And uh, the magic of modern tech brings us all together. Right? I think that's something that's so special and, and that we are uh, able to connect this way and and really still share awesome conversations. Hala and I always, um, I feel like with you, we've always had these great conversations and Two Minds today is really just about bringing those conversations to other people because uh, while we don't always agree, we always have such interesting um, ways of looking at the world and I always love learning from you. I feel exactly the same way. It doesn't, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's like cliche, but it's hard. Like, it's hard to find people who you respect and who don't always see eye to eye with you. And I sort of feel like that's how we are. And I love and value our friendship. And, and like you said, hopefully we can give that value to others. Absolutely. So today we are talking about power in body language plus, I would say. So our first one is let's dive in. Power clothes. Uh, Hale, does how do clothes make the person? Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, definitely clothes make the person. And anyone who tries to tell you other and tries to tell you that they're anti-establishment <laughs> and it doesn't matter what you wear, it's all <laughs> nonsense, absolute nonsense. Because the reality mm-hmm. is, first impressions count, and True. before you have even logically processed in what's going on your subconscious has already made a determination of what you think of the other person and your clothes are the first thing that someone sees if you're having a visual interaction with someone um so clothes do make the person and they matter i don't what do you think about that do you agree or is it a hard no for you so I wish they didn't, right? Um, but I think that there's something also to dressing for the occasion, right? It's, um, you know, I think, you know, originally it was dress for the job you want, right? We've heard that before. But I, but I wonder if now it's not exactly dress for the job you want, but dress for the culture where you're at. What do you think? I, I definitely agree with you, right? Because let's say you come in and you've got like this, the, the three-piece suit, bow tie, get up, like, you know, what once upon a time with a top hat, right? Or whatever it is. Or exactly. You want to wear just like a suit, walk into a place. And in that space, everybody is casual. You're going you're gonna to come off stiff and it's not going to work. I mean, sometimes people like carry off their unique sense of style. but Absolutely. I, I love that you just said that, right? Because you still want to be yourself and have your own identity that's, that's wrapped in what you look like. You do. You do. But that sense of style only works if you're playing it to an advantage that your workplace needs and wants. Otherwise, you're going to be out of step. And you're going to be out of step in how to relate and connect to everyone. So, look, this is why, like, there are uniforms, right? There's a reason behind uniforms. It brings people together in in a common sense. So, yes, your sense of style matters. But really, if you are in a workplace situation, you really need to have a good sense of 
what what is acceptable in that environment and best and dress to the best of that because it shows professionalism and polish right like if your workplace is about jeans and a t-shirt wear your jeans and a t-shirt but wear like the sharpest nicest like most yes. put together clean you know whatever that workplace is jean and t-shirt um yes. but I, you can't just, you know, roll out of bed and be like, hey, man, I'm all cash and we can connect <laughs> and let's just talk and, you know, come out in the clothes that you were wearing at home. Um, never mind what mind frame that puts you in personally. I don't know if you want to speak to that, Charlie. So, so it's interesting. I will say one of my favorite parts of working from home is I am a jeans person. I love wearing jeans. Um, I never went the sweatpants route or the pajama route, but shout out to all of you who did, but I really feel more comfortable. Um, so I, so all of, I know, you know, some people did fully dress all through working from home and some people fully wear pajamas <laughs> all through working from home. Um, but I definitely did the jeans and a, and a nicer top, um, and because that's what I felt really comfortable in. And then on Zoom, that's kind of what people saw. So it's, I, I don't know, did you dress, you dressed up fully all through, you know, your Zoom recordings? Me? Oh, no, meetings? not at all. No. I, actually, <laughs> I was actually so thrilled to dress comfortably and casually that I, I was one of the ones who would opt out of showing my camera any chance I got. <laughs> we can talk about the pluses and minuses of that in another <laughs> in Okay, another next episode. Right. Next episode, you know, when to keep your camera on. Um, But I mean, there is such a thing to being comfortable, right? Like if you're in an environment where you're dressing to that uniform um, because you want, want to move up the ladder and that professionalism matters to you, there is though something to being uncomfortable, right? So if that outfit is making you uncomfortable, it takes away from your ability to perform at your best. So, um, you know, there, there's a balance that you've got to figure out with that. And there's also like a, a, a mental comfort zone. You've got to, you know, sometimes accept a scenario that you don't like. And uh, if you do, if you are in a situation where you have to wear uniforms, et cetera, find a way to make it as comfortable as possible for you. Because people, you don't perform to your best if you're, if you're not comfortable. Uh, no. But we do have to realize we're not an island onto ourselves. We are part of yeah. a community. Well, and I think that that the essence is what you wear absolutely sends a message, right? Um, Better or worse, no matter what, it it just sends a message of what you're trying to project. And I guess, so you need to have that in mind. Are you projecting the confidence? Are you projecting what you want to project in your t-shirt and jeans? And the uniform, my son actually goes to a virtual school and wears uniform um, on Zoom. And I love it and he loves it, right? It gives them the sense of cohesiveness, um, which is which is really, you know, what it's about. So, so we talked a little bit about being uncomfortable. Let's talk about our bodies being comfortable um, in power poses. So I remember a few years ago, it was kind of all around um, social media was this Superman pose where you stand up nice and tall, you put your hands on your hips, and you're, you know, your shoulder, I'm doing it right now, your shoulders back, and then you just stand there and you sort of project confidence to yourself. So, and that was to give you the energy to um, really have like internal power. What's your, what's your take on the power pose? 
Well, there definitely is a lot to how we carry ourselves. Amy Cuddy does an incredible TED Talk on body language and how that impacts us. Um, I There is, look, the power pose works because there's actual physiology behind it, right? Like if you are breathing properly and your posture is correct, like it has actual physical effects on your body and your ability of your mind to think clearly and your body to feel better. So there, there is like something to that. Um, going beyond it, whether we like it or not, there are these subconscious stereotypes that we have that someone who's taller is more powerful, someone who has a deeper voice has more power, like whether or not that is sexism ingrained in us or whether it's because as children we looked up to our adults. The bottom line is somebody who is standing tall and proud commands a position of power and respect, right? Um, there's a reason why judges, if you notice in a courtroom, their platform is slightly higher than everyone's. Ah. You know, like there's a reason why ah. your performers are up and they stand on a chair to perform. It's not always just for the visual aid. It's because you are now drawing attention to yourself. So, yes, I do believe that that Superman pose or something to it. Um, walking well, in. Well, I'll tell you, I've been doing it since <laughs> since I mentioned it. And honestly, I just feel like more open and clear. I'm going to see if I can keep the straight posture throughout the rest of this uh, uh, podcast. I'll let you guys know. So, okay. So part of the power pose is making yourself taller, straighter. Now, when we think about in a room, is there a power seat? Because you just said, you know, someone on a stage, your eyes gets drawn to them. How do we choose our seat um, when we're all back in person? Uh, or frankly, I could actually even talk about it on Zoom. I was just in a meeting. Um, how do you make that power seat in a room? Yeah, I love that, right? Like we're talking about things, like you said in the outset, Charlene, it's about the message you want to relay, right? Yeah. Um, so traditionally, that power seat, like if, you, if you're sitting in an oval conference table, the power seat is the, t the head of the table, right? Like mm -hmm. the mom mm -hmm. and the dad sit at the head of the table, right? The head of the company sits at the top of the, you know, at the top of the oval circle. Um, but it also, there is also a sense of what message you want to uh, send out because you will often see managers sitting in the middle of a table when they want to send the message of we're working as a team and we're coming together. And in that, like, make no doubt about it, that power seat has now shifted. And if you look at the body language of everybody in a particular room and, and pay attention to how their body is angled and who they're looking at, you will find out who the power person is in that room pretty quickly. Yeah, I, um, it's, uh, it's really like, where does your, your eye focus? Even like, I wonder, you know, Knights of the Round Table, where did their eyes actually focus? even if there isn't a seat. And I, and, uh, I was reminded from when I was, a, I don't know, somewhere in high school, I learned about the T-zone, which is the front row of the room and the middle um, all the way to the back. And statistically, the T-zone in a classroom gets 10% higher grades than everyone else. Now, is it because they're paying attention more because the teacher sees them more? Um, probably a little bit of both. But really, it's like looking at where, where is the power? Where am I going to get the most out of what I'm looking for? So just to kind of wrap us all together, like, I think what we're really talking about 
Um, and, and this episode is truly about power, right? It's not about um, where are you going to get your best work done and the most comfort. This is about how do we um, grab a power from a room and how do we elicit really our own personal confidence? It's, you know, for power clothes, it's what we wear, how, what we are projecting and what story we are telling. Are we telling we are the relatable um, colleague in our jeans and our t-shirt? Are we in our three-piece suit? What message are we conveying? Um, Hello, walk us through power pose again. Power pose is about walking tall and straight and breathing. And guys, there's a physiological effect to being able to breathe and have, and have that breath go all the way down to your stomach. So the way they tell you is, take your shoulders up, shrug it up, pull it back and drop it down. And that's where you get like that posture. That's your power pose. And bring us home for power seats. Power seat. Hey guys, it depends what you want to relay. If you want all eyes on you, typically it's the front of the room where you can get the most positioning of everybody looking at you, the head of the table. If you want to relay the message of you're one of the team and you're working with everyone, you sit with the group. Depends what you want to get done. And how about power clothes, Charlene? Oh my gosh, power clothes. That, that's really just about projecting what you want, where, where you're most confident. Um, clothes, you want to feel good, but you also want to look and see what message you're, you're sending. Um, so that's, that's a wrap for us on Two Minds Today on our power body language. Uh, thanks a lot for joining. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.